when you psychologically uh, for humans, when we take something away, we crave it, right? When you take that, when somebody's drinking, been drinking sodas forever and you're like, you cannot have sodas anymore. Psychologically, what does the human brain do? It's like, I want it. I want it. And I'm not going to do it. And yes, you need to build up that muscle to prevent and not that. I agree with that. But I think to, if somebody has not worked out at all, they have no workout program at all, get your body moving, get in the gym, go outside, start walking, uh, lift lightweights. Even if you don't know what you're doing, get in there and try all the machines. What is going on, guys? Dr. Jared Nelson in this house, the podcast, The Better Man, where you can never be perfect, but you can always be better. Today, we have a very special guest with us today for episode 23, Dakota Patty. What's going on, dude? A whole lot, brother. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you in here, dude. We got uh, fitness. We got business. We got uh, fate, women. We got all kinds of stuff we're going to be talking about. (laughs) I'm excited to get into it, dude. So I start you off with this. You're in the gym and you're chilling and somebody sees you, uh, hadn't seen you in a long time, and they're like, nah, I know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? What would you say to them, man? Well, uh, there's a good chance you probably seen me at my day job. I've probably serviced your house. I'm in, uh, I do some pest control. That's my full-time job. And you've definitely seen me at the gym. I'm there all the time. And, you know, I just like to hang out with people and chill out with friends and stuff man yeah yeah so uh looky looky here comes cookie is, <laughs> is it cooks fast control yes it's is cook. it really yes, oh it man is. i didn't even yes, know that that's pretty cool cool <laughs> so uh <laughs> we'll talk about that go ahead and just really briefly cover the day job because i forgot you even do that you have businesses on the side we're going to talk about all the stuff you're building but the pest control thing how has that been uh it's i mean for the most part it's pretty good man it's uh they're cooks i, I have to say man they're a really good company um, they like to give a lot of benefits and stuff. And I mean, for the most part, I mean, everybody I work for is great people. It's also a really like really strong, like Christian company. They mm. like, when we have our weekly meetings, like we always have prayers, like there's like a, a company chaplain that comes and like, he'll like pray with you if you need that. And, um, they always take prayer requests and like, everybody's real, real, like open with their faith in there. And I really like that a lot. It's very comfortable very familiar mm-hmm. so it's yeah that's huge man having a company that allows that i think a lot of people companies are kind of restrictive like don't Absolutely. you're here for a job and Absolutely. you're just gonna do a job you know versus allowing people to kind of express themselves freely that's a big deal definitely definitely i uh personally i i, I respect it a lot because like you said a lot of companies they're like you know keep that stuff down mm-hmm. they don't really want to hear about your personal life unless it's about other issues but you know, you just don't see that too often, but we are in the South after all. So that's right. Everybody loves God here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> a Bible Belt. That's right. That's Definitely, right. We'll get sure. into faith for sure in a little bit. So I want to bring up two businesses you have, dude. And you said you have other businesses too. We'll kind of talk about a lot more <laughs> and stuff like that. Pat's Prince and Torque Gear. You yes. got two businesses. They're on Instagram. I'm going to link everything below if you want to check those out. So I want to start at the bottom uh, before we kind of get in the details of what they are. Okay. What made you want to kind of dive into the business world and start up these businesses? So I would have to say this probably happened about four years ago is when I began to have an interest in business. Um, I couldn't like when I was in college and stuff, I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do. I was always, well, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. I tried to do, uh, tried to be a paramedic. I tried to be 
uh, an iron worker with I my, didn't know you did paramedic. I I, I, I I tried to do it, okay. but <laughs> I, just, I, I couldn't stay in yeah. with the classes. Yeah, but, so. um, but yeah, I tried to do that and I just, I could never find, you know, a place where I wanted to be. And, um, about, it's probably almost five years ago now, but I, I used to work at a vape shop and, um, I worked there and I, you know, as you, as you become cool with the owner and stuff, he starts letting you do more, you know, as far as running the business side of it, not just running the register, helping the customers and all that other stuff. And, you know, as I got into it, he started to see that I kind of had, I kind of had it in me to actually run, to run the business. And, um, there was, it actually got to a point where he actually left the country cause he's from the middle East and he actually left the country for nine months. And he left me in charge of the place and I ran it for nine months. And this and was where this was at, uh, it's called rainbow smoke and vape. Okay. It's in rainbow city, Alabama. Okay. And I ran it. Obviously. I mean, he didn't, his other business partners didn't come in and kick the door down. So I obviously did a pretty yeah. decent job at it. And, um, you know, the plan was for me to go into business with him and, oh, you know, open my own store and, you know, be a partner in another business with him. But, you know, some things just don't work out like that. And I guess that would, I would have to say that's what sparked the, you know, the interest for business. And I like the, I like the not really being a nine to five, you know, being mm -hmm. able to work on my own time schedule and, <clears throat> you know, just you know, there's a whole lot more money making opportunities too. Let's just be honest about it. I sure. Mean, you can make a whole lot more money that way. And mm -hmm. now it, it has its struggles. You're having to work hours that you don't really want to work, mm -hmm. but you know, you make time for the things that are important to you. That's, that's huge. Right and you do it. So, mm -hmm. and then, uh, I started, uh, Pat's Prince was, you know, like a, a t-shirt hoodie type situation. And, uh, over time that molded into, well, I think I want to start my own fitness line. And so that created torque gear and that's what it is. It's, uh, you know, it's based out of Alabama. It's, you know, right now it's, it's still small right now, still trying to build everything up and stuff, but we're, uh, we're doing what we can to get it, get it rocking and rolling. But Pat's Prince now it's kind of molded to, I make like social media graphics and logos for small businesses. And mm -hmm. if you check out the Instagram and stuff, you'll see some of the work that I've done. And so, you know, as you learn skills in your current business, it helps to evolve what you already have to the skills that you've learned. Absolutely. So it's, I guess Pat's Prince has kind of moved away from the t-shirt situation or the prints business and more of the graphic design because well, marketing is huge i mean <clears> people pay <throat> people throw out money for marketing man and if you can get somebody's logo fix a lot of stuff you know people wrap cars now and stuff like definitely. that definitely uh if you can do stuff like that people pay for it they definitely will yeah for sure yeah but torque gear it's uh uh it's just right now it's hoodies and t-shirts and stuff but you know coming soon we you know we'll have like you know drink wearing stuff and uh, tanks and shorts and everything, all types of stuff, man, because over the last three years, fitness has become my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think we'll talk about that later in the episode, but, mm -hmm. um, it's just become my passion and, you know, I, I have the skills to do it. So why not? Absolutely. Well, I mean, doing, you know, something I'm, I'm not huge on like your nine to five has to be your passion. You know, sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do. Uh, I think you need to enjoy everything. But when you're able to make revenue, make money from something that you enjoy doing, I feel like that's where you find a sweet spot as far as uh, happiness in life and all Absolutely. that for sure. 
Uh, we're going to put all those links down in the description. Now, you said something about a different business? Yes. So there's a third business that I'm a part of. Um, I just work in the shadows on this one. I'm not at the forefront of it or any way, but sure. it's called Eric's Images. And there's a friend of mine. His name is Eric Intrican, and he's an artist. And so basically, kind of the same way I built a store and do all the marketing and social media for my stuff, I also do that for his. And he does like custom portraits. He does, uh, obviously we post, you know, stuff that he's drawn, you know, over the last 30 something years, he's been an artist. You know, we post those to the store and we, you know, do all that type of stuff. So it's, it's been very, very fun. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So the message of, uh, you know, every business kind of has a message for Pat's prints and torque gear and stuff. What would you say the message is for those businesses? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't say that Pat's Prince necessarily has the message. It would be Torque Gear, the one that has the message. And what I would say is, because fitness has changed my life. It's mm-hmm. changed everything. It's changed how I think about things. It's changed, I mean, how I live. I mean, essentially, like my, like it has built so much discipline in me. It has, it just makes you think about things differently, especially when you come from being, not fit before in your life and then you completely make that mindset switch so Mm -hmm. basically if i had to give it a message i would say that i mean you really i know this is kind of cliche but essentially you can do everything that you want to do in life but you have to be willing to put in the work you have to be willing to put in the effort and time to make it happen that's it so that, that I would have to say is what it is. Yeah, that's huge for me. You know, I was uh, 15. I mentioned a lot on a couple of episodes how kind of my fitness journey started. We'll get into fitness here in a second. But I will not be who I am today uh, without fitness. There's no way. The drive, you know, I learned when I was 15, 16 years old, I started getting into fitness, lifting weights and all that. And I started seeing my body change. And, uh, you know, I was like, I like the way. It becomes addicting. Yeah, I like the. And then it's like a snowball. It's like, I like the way I'm looking. I want to keep doing that. And that positive reinforcement. I can work hard, I can do a lot of work, and then I can see the results, and then I have the fruits of that. And I think that kind of transferred into school, that transferred into my spiritual life, into my relationships, all that. If I put in the work here, if I do what I need to do, that's going to come back, and it's going to be fruitful. And I think without uh, fitness, I wouldn't have learned that lesson. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about fitness later in a minute. Uh, So building a business, kind of what is your plan? You've got Instagram, social media, we'll talk about that in a minute. But kind of scaling up the business, making it grow, what's kind of your outlook and your plan right now with that? So uh, I will say this. Well, I did want to mention this on the podcast for sure. But if when you're building your business, see, I, I kind of did it backwards. I built the business and then built the social media to mm-hmm. accompany it. If I had to give someone a piece, a piece of advice, <clears throat> I would say do them at the same time start the start when you start your business start your social media at the same time don't wait because then you have to catch the social media up let the social media grow with you let it grow with you and mm-hmm. that's that's been one thing because you know we have customers and stuff for both of them but you know a lot of times people are like oh i didn't even know you had that stuff i didn't even know you had it when yeah. if you would have mentioned it in the beginning or built it from the beginning just think of all the more connections you could have made mm-hmm. think of the customers that because they knew you had that in the very beginning you know now you'd have more customers in front of you makes sense you know what there was a chiropractor group that came on here uh talk with them and um they mentioned they're not big on 
online social media that but now it's crucial i feel yeah, like you, you have, have to, to it's a, to grow you have to have absolutely. it absolutely um because they talked about advertising you still you put your ad in a phone book and all that nobody <laughs> does that it's got to yep. be online uh so you feel like it's crucial the yeah, online absolutely component. yeah you have to especially like i would say for torque gear it's a must mm-hmm. it's a must there there's zero question about it so like for pat's prints for like the graphic design and stuff you can I guess you could email companies. You you could email you know small businesses that you run across. Hey, people now don't all, even they don't even look exactly. at exactly. The they don't even look at yeah, that. But they're like, like spam. Or you know you could you could go door to door, but as far door to door, but as far as like you know torque gear and stuff, you have to like you have to have the following, and you know you have to make sure that like because you know most of the time you have a link tree mm-hmm. in your bios and stuff of all yeah. your social pages. And you want to have all that stuff set up to be as easy as possible. You don't want someone to have to go through and click this to go to click this to have to click this. Like if if I know, because well, I know some people only have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know some people who only have Facebook. And you want them to be able to reach every single thing you have from every single thing you have. Connectivity is the key with that. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really helped a lot. Well, ease of use. <clears throat> You know, Absolutely. you know, like you said, if somebody somebody's like, go, go search my page, they're likely not going to do it. You got to <laughs> yep. give them a That's link, yep. like give them a link to click and stuff because we're spoiled. I mean, now we're spoiled. Used to you had to work to go find a product and all that. Now with the Internet and all that, the links and stuff, you got it, to it'll it. find you. That's right. It'll find you. Yeah, you gotta have it. You'll find out like just as you have social media, you'll like a couple pictures like randomly. Yeah. And for you know it stuff around that like obviously we're both into fitness so we have huge fitness companies that just show up as ads on yep. our social feeds now without yep. us even you know following them or anything like that so well the cia is always listening <laughs> oh, <for> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> they're sure. always listening they'll, sure. they'll give you the ads for it sure. almost feels like that though yep. um but yeah but it's a real thing for sure yeah if you start in on uh tiktok you know if you look or stay on a certain type of video like a fitness then you'll get more fitness videos Yep. Uh, that's kind of a link for sure, for sure to get that started. Well, that's cool, dude. Um, pros and cons of selling clothing. I know some people, uh, you know, Alphalete got 3D drink right here. Uh, yep. Yeah, Alphalete, the, he talks about that often, how it's not, you know, there's a lot of struggle there. Very. So talk about the pros and cons with uh, selling and having a clothing business. So if I had to give you the biggest pro, especially if you sell online. Now, in person's a completely different game. Um, if you sell in person majority, that's way less sales, obviously. And I don't see how you can even have a successful in person business, you know, clothing brand if it's just in person because just social media just opens up billions of opportunities. Oh, yeah. So if uh, I mean, that's a big pro with it is that, you know, if you if you are online, you are able to have so much more easy. It's so much easier to advertise so much easier because, I mean, you can pay for ads. You know, because Facebook, mm-hmm. you can do, I want to spend $7 for seven days and they'll do, it, it'll tell you, it'll reach, 12, you know, 12,000 accounts mm-hmm. or whatever the numbers are. I'm not for sure about that, but whatever it is, Instagram's the same way. It'll let you know how many accounts that you can possibly reach with, you know, your paid advertising. But as far as it being online, that really helps a lot. And with the way I have mine structured, I don't even make the shirts myself. Mm-hmm. I have a company that does them for me and it's actually not even in the, it's actually not even, not even in the United States that makes, right. that makes this clothes for well, me. Most, most clothiers, <clears throat> uh, they do, they outsource that to other countries Absolutely. and all that. And yeah. that, that makes it real easy 
to do because I don't have inventory mm-hmm. that I have to keep up with personally. Like when someone makes an order for me, it goes to them. They make the shirt. They ship it for me. Right. So it makes it super, super easy. And it lets me now, granted, don't get me wrong. If I made them in person myself, I would make a lot more money on them. Don't, don't, don't even make that mistake. Cause you got to think, let's just say, for example, you pay, if you went to the local print shop down the street and bought a hundred shirts and they cost you anywhere from seven to $9 a shirt, mm-hmm. sometimes less depending on the quality of the shirt. But if you, you know, outsource it, you're paying, you know, 16, $17 a shirt. So you're losing money per shirt, but you have to figure out, you know, what's important to you is the, is the bottom dollar everything, or are you willing to lose a little bit less to have the ease of use? Because if I do it like that, where I'm not having to handle that stuff, I can essentially focus on the design process. I can focus on, hey, what, you know, it lets me spend more time on social media. Right. You know, lets me be on top of that more because I'm not having to spend three hours in, you know, the back room in my house, you know, making shirts shirts, and stuff. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. uh, you have to figure out what's important to you, you know, as far as that goes and, and how it fits your lifestyle the best. And this, what I have works perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think delegation's huge, you know, with, uh, used to before the internet and stuff, you had different employees and all that, but you can't do everything like yep. on a business. I think when you start, you have to, but as you scale and stuff, the volume just gets too much. You can't, I mean, you can't, you work in full time and stuff too. It's almost impossible to print shirts like that. Yeah. Just, there, uh, there would be, there would be no possible way I could, I could do what I'm doing now yeah. and work full time job, which I do now. And have to spend hours in a print shop and do that type of stuff. There would just be no possible way I could do it. Mm, good stuff, man. <clears throat> Starting out, uh, getting, you said uh, uh, internationally, they, they print your shirts and all that. How did you start, somebody trying to start a business, what route did you go to find those people to print your shirts? So I'll be honest with you. Um, the, the business idea, uh, I, I kind of compiled it from multiple people from TikTok. Cause I'm, I'm very, very, like I said, I'm very, very into business. Business interests me, like, especially like the business of sports, like, you know, dealing with contracts and salary caps and stuff like all that's like super interesting to me. I love hearing about that type of stuff. And, you know, you follow, like we were talking about how TikTok will put, you know, all these accounts in front of you because of all the uh, videos that you like. And, you know, I, I run across these people and, you know, I just, Hey, I like, I like how this guy did this, you know, when he was explaining how he did this and then this guy did this and this guy did that. And I combined them together and just (laughs) figured it out, man. I mean, a lot Mm. of this is you just have to take a leap. Yeah. Like, you know, for Pat's prints and torque gear, that that's what that was me taking, you know, just compiling different ideas and bringing them together. But, you know, Eric's images, that was, if you want to be like honest, that was that technically the first business I was a part of. Mm-hmm. I was technically the first one in that one. I just went and approached him because, you know, it killed me because I've known this guy for like 10 years. The artist, for those who don't know, what I'm talking about is the artist. But um, I've known this guy for like 10 years and he's always drawing pictures and he, he sells them hand to hand. You know, he's an old head. So he's not really like into technology and stuff oh, okay. like that. So, you know, I, it hit me. I was like, why does he not have an online store? Why does he not have his own face, you know, a Facebook page for his business? Why mm-hmm. does he not have an Instagram or TikTok? You know, cause he would make, you know, killer off that, you know, especially he make money off the ad stuff. Cause people love seeing people draw stuff. Oh yeah. 
And, you know, I just approached him. I was like, Hey man, I was like, Eric, I was like, can I start you like an, can I build you an online store and, you know, run your stuff for you? You know, we can be partners in this and, you know, I'll make it super easy. And, and, you know, that's how we have everything structured, you know, for me, since he's not, you know, the business side of it at all, like the, basically this is why I ask him, I'm like, Eric, I want you to draw, <laughs> you know, obviously I want you to draw and I want you to scan the artwork to me. And that's all I need from you. Everything else, let me handle it and you'll get you, and you'll get your money. Well, that just goes back to it. Online is crucial. I mean, to get crucial. numbers up and stuff like that. Uh, you can do it. You can be successful without an online component and all that. But I think that's what a lot of older people need to see. Get these younger guys, this this newer generation. Let them help you with this business. Because a lot of people, when you have a business, I feel like for a long time, too, you're kind of like, I got it. I know what to do and all that. Always be open. Always be open to grow. Always be open to expand. You know, because uh, I think if you don't, man, it's going to hold you back. For I sure. completely agree. And, and you know, we've been doing this. The Eric's Images, we're, we're on month. Well, because we started in October. We started in October, but it's at the very end. So we've had two full months. We've had two full months now. And we're starting on our third, and it is doing amazing. It is, it is really, really doing well. We're very, very thankful for that. And, you know, every time we have a meeting, you know, he's like, man, you know, I really, really appreciate everything that you've done for me. Like, I really appreciate it. And I'm like, man, look, I was like, this is, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, we haven't even reached the cusp of what we can be. Sure. And, and, you know, he just gets so excited about it. And, and I love that for him. I love that he's super excited about it. But, you know, you have to always want more. That's the key. You know, stay hungry. Mm-hmm. Stay hungry. Always want more. Always demand more from yourself. Like, matter of fact, what today is the, what's today's date? The date is 7th, January 7th. Right? Yeah, today's January 7th. On January 2nd, we did our books for December. And January 6th. Yeah, January 6th. <laughs> okay, January 6th. And like on the 2nd, we did our books for the month of December. And when he saw that, when, you know, the money got sent into his account, he's just, you know, giggly and giggly. And, and, and it was, you know, to me, nothing. Yeah. To me, nothing, because I envision so much more. And that's the same way with you with this podcast. Like right now, you know, the views and stuff, they're not where you want to be, but there mm-hmm. will be a day where this sucker gets... 10, 20 million views, and I know it will. Yeah. I know it will. Mm-hmm. Consistency is so key. Yeah. Yes, sir. It, that's really the key, I think, with any business now. Are you putting out a good product mm-hmm. and consistently put out a good product, consistently grow viewership, and it will grow. Absolutely. Um, but that's something you have to kind of analyze, I think, with business. Am I, and, what I, and what I'm putting out, is this something that people want to ingest? Do they want this? You know, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a constant evaluation, especially as a content creator and all that. Um, but yeah, you got to make sure what you're putting out is good stuff. But I know what you're doing is good stuff. How to gain the social media presence. So do you do ads? So we we have did a little bit of ads. We have did a little bit. Um, like I said, I, I've I've started, you know, as far as torque gear and patch prints, I've you know started it from nothing. So it's it's still in the building process, like I said, because I built those. I built the actual platforms first before I did the social media. So now I'm having to catch up. With that stuff. So yes, we have did ads a little bit. Excuse me. And that is that's a that you know Facebook and Instagram they make that really easy because obviously oh, yeah. they want you to spend some more money with them. Oh yeah. So that's not a huge situation, but yes, I mean as as we get further along in the year, we are going to definitely pay for more ads and 
Uh, I, can I make a little announcement? Absolutely. Okay. Well, this comes out February 13th or something like that. Okay. This well, officially well, will. well, this will already be announced by that time anyway. Okay. So, but, um, so Torque Gear is actually going to be welcoming in, you know, our first official athlete to the, to the brand. Okay. And, uh, we're real, we're really, really, really excited about that. We've already got everything set up and ready and That's it would awesome. have already been launched, but, we're having some inventory issues right now. I did make a post about it on, on the social pages to let everybody know. And we're just, it's frustrating when you run into that type of stuff, but it's out of our control yeah. and it's just a waiting game. Like we have everything else in place. All I'm waiting for is we're good to go. And then everything's ready to go. So we're real excited about launching him. So Awesome, man. Name drop? No, 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 I got you. Well, that'll be announced, man. Again, uh, follow them on Instagram, the Torque Gear page, and all that will be down in the description. Goals for the company, man. I think we're going to wrap up business with this, with Pat's Prints, with uh, Torque Gear. What's your overall goal? What's the goal for the company? So Pat's Prints, the big goal for it is I want uh, steady customers for that, steady customers, as in, small businesses that will let me continuously make, you know, graphics for them, for their business. And, you know, you just for that, it's just build the clientele because that's, that's recurring. That's a different type of thing. But sure for torque gear is to, the big thing is I want to grow the social media because along with selling the apparel and stuff, we also do daily fitness motivation. And that is one thing I did want to mention. Um, if you're starting like a fitness type situation or any type of small business thing like that on social media, you need to offer more than what your main goal is. Mm -hmm. So whereas us, you know, ultimately we want, we want you to spend money with us and buy our clothes, obviously. Right. But we also do daily fitness motivation. Whereas, you know, giving you like a quote of the day or, um, talk about how, uh, how an athlete had to overcome this. And the big thing that we preach is mental strength. That's the mm -hmm. biggest thing, because that'll take you a whole lot farther than what your body will. For sure. And, and you well, know, Goggins, all, uh, yeah, Goggins, he talks about that, about running sure and does. stuff Absolutely. like four minutes in, you're like, I want to quit and you can go hours, but it's your mind. Once you, once you train yep. your mind. And we yeah. actually, uh, we actually made a post about him. Yeah. Uh, he's actually on our page and, and I used his little thing, you know, who's going to carry the boat, Yeah, you know, and that's, that statement couldn't be more true. But with that, um, we want to grow the social media presence because that's really going to help that business grow for sure. <clears throat> and for Eric's images, um, we have a, I, I have a goal set in mind that I want to hit, uh, 50,000 in revenue this year mm -hmm. for Eric's images. And that's selling artwork. That's commission work. That's everything. I want to do fifty thousand this year in revenue just on that business alone. So awesome, dude. Well, I'm excited for you, man. I know it's going to be great. So your fitness journey, dude. Uh, yeah. Big deal. Big weight loss journey and all that. I want to hear about all this. We're going to talk about fitness now. Start at the bottom. We talked a little bit about it before. Uh, where did fitness start for you? And and start at the bottom. Well, um, for me, I've always, even, even when I was a kid, I've always been, uh, very fat, very overweight my entire life. Um, but the weird part is I've always played sports. I've always been very active, mm -hmm. um, especially basketball. I've played basketball my entire life. I played a little baseball when I was younger. Um, didn't do football, unfortunately, just wasn't mentally there for it. I knew. Um, 
And that that that's crazy that you say that because I would think you were. You I were get it all the time. Though, They're exactly. like, I'll be in the grocery store. They're like, uh, even at work, they'll say, uh, uh, "Where'd you play linebacker?" Or not? Dude, then they'll, yeah. they'll be like, "No, not defensive line. You got to be defensive end. Yeah, Where'd gotta, you play? Got to be defensive." Like, I didn't play. I was in the band. And they're like, "What?" Because <laughs> I did exactly. drum line. Exactly. I don't know if I said that on the podcast before, but yeah, I get that a lot. But anyway, okay. Well, and then. You know, you grow up and, and you know, your, your parents, well, I would say my mom more specifically, she, you know, she encouraged you, hey, son, you need to lose weight. Hey, son, you know, need to watch what you eat. This was like middle school, high this, school? This was, I mean, even going back to elementary school. Wow. This is, this is like extremely young. Like I, like I was always like very, very fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I was in elementary school, they used to call me fatty patty, bro. Wow. Like, <laughs> they used to go crazy on me sometimes, but, hmm. you know, it, built, it gives you thick skin. Yeah. As you get older, because now there's not a lot that people can say to me that really bothers me mm-hmm. now. But, you know, it's it's crazy to say, man, you know, I played sports my whole life and all this other stuff. And I just never had an interest in it. And that's one thing, you know, I have people ask me now. Oh, for those that don't know, um, I've lost, I lost 141 pounds. Crazy. Just just to put that out there. But um, I started at 330. And the lowest I got to, because I actually just got off a of bulk, but the lowest I got to was uh 185. Mm. 185. Or I'm sorry, 184. That's what and that you're was. how tall? I'm 6'1". 6'1". Yeah. 6'1". 184 so, being 6'1", that's pretty thin. You know, I, don't, I weighed 184 in uh, fifth grade, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the last time I was in the 180s, for real. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. D- d- should I have, you know, not went that small? You know, some would say yes, but when you've been fat your whole life, yeah, and you're not for the first time ever in your life, as yeah. especially as an adult, it changes everything. It changes everything. Like, like at that point, you don't care that people think you're malnourished. And I, and, and I'll say this: like, I didn't. I never thought I looked malnourished, even at that. It's just people are so we're so used to seeing me so big, right? That it's just so much of a shock, mm-hmm. and you know it's just it's crazy, man. But anyways, back back when I was younger, they they you know I would have people in my life encourage me, hey, you know you need to do this, need to do that, and I was just I never wanted to do it, and I'll and I'll tell you this too, I never had a I never had an example yeah. set before me too. Like my my dad, like he would hit the gym when I was younger and stuff, but all he cared about was how strong he was. He never cared about what he looked like, mm-hmm. and. You know, my mom, she's never really been a gym nut or anything like that. So that's never really been, you know, from, from her either. And, and, you know, I'll say just in general, we've never, you know, in my family, either, even on both sides, never really had anyone super fit. We've never had one that's been a crazy gym nut like I am. Right. So I guess I'm the first one, if you want to say that, but you know, there's also, I have a cousin that he's also into fitness just like me too. So we actually have another one in there too, but I would say, man, uh, it started probably we're pushing on this, this August to be three years mm-hmm. This August to be three years. And I, I remember, man, like I was getting out of the shower one day as I did 500,000 times. And I tell this story when people ask me, cause like, what changed? Yeah. You know, what changed? And you know, you, you hear about like influencers online and stuff and they'll tell you, you know, that switch flipped in my head. Right. And that is a 100% fact. I couldn't tell you why it happened. I don't know, you know, what 
caused it. I couldn't tell you, but I had gotten out the shower one day and with the way my bathroom is, you know, structured out, you get out of the shower and the mirrors right across from the shower. And so you see yourself from about calf up as soon as you get out the shower. And at that minute, I was like, I'm done. And it's funny, man, because, you know, everybody takes a shower every day, but this one particular one, it just, it hit me different. Mm -hmm. And that very next day, I went and got a gym membership that very next day. And then I started eating healthy. And within my first two weeks, I lost 20 pounds. Wow. First two weeks, just, just the diet change. Mm -hmm. Like I went and got the gym membership, but I wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and then I ended up going on a trip with some friends and their, their whole family, they're all health nuts. Like they're all crazy about, you know, how good they eat, how much they train, everything. And they had a healthy vacation. And you don't really see that super yeah, usually often. You, you pig out. You exactly, know. exactly. And, you know, seeing that really, really like inspired me. That was, that was one thing that, re- that helped me in the beginning was seeing that. The fact that these people were able to enjoy themselves on a vacation and also be healthy. Mm-hmm. It showed me that you can do it. You can do it. It, it, it. It's just small, simple changes. And when I got back from that trip, that's when I started hitting the gym really hard as well with dieting. And here we are. Here we are almost three years later and mm-hmm. I'm in the best shape of my life. That's awesome, man. You know, it's, um, when I was 15, I talk, you talk about flipping the switch. That's what happened to me, man. I was in health class. I've talked about it a time or two and um, got, I didn't really get like fat shamed. I wouldn't say people are like really sensitive now, you know. I was just pretty much insinuated that I was heavier than everybody else in the class, something like that. And something in my mind switched. I came to the realization I'm better than this. Like I should be better than this. You know, I was in band, drumline, succeeding, doing really well. But as far as health just wasn't there and it just flipped the switch. I got a guy that was in his twenties, started going to the gym with him, knew him from church, family and all that. But really it took off from there. But I think that's a big deal, flipping the switch. Uh, I think a lot of people have that moment. And like you said, you had yours. It's, it's a real thing. It's very real. I could, yeah. I, like, I cannot preach that enough. Like, when I, like, when I tell people this and, and I tell them that, they, they, you know, some of them, they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then some of them, they're like, they give you that eye roll. They're like, oh, here we go, fitness influencer. Yeah. But, you know, I'll look at the camera and say this, you know, that's a 100% fact. One day your switch will just flip and you'll realize it's time. Well, I think people, people under people that have been through it, they know it, they understand it. Absolutely. But if you haven't, you're really like, how can you just change? But it's a mindset thing. Uh, yep. That motivation just gets there for sure. I want to, I got down to one ninety, Okay. Uh, and I was pretty frail. Like my bill just didn't made for it, but I think it is, you kind of got to find your sweet spot um, as far as fitness and all that and maintain healthy and all that. I'm big on the strength thing like you and your dad was. Um, and I like the size, but man, losing weight has always been, it was always a struggle for me for sure. Mm-hmm. We talked to uh, Kevin Thrasher episode 11 on the podcast. Everybody has different programming, like their genes, their hormones, all that is different. Uh, you know, people can eat the same thing. One person gets fat. One person doesn't. That's a Absolutely. real thing. Uh, Jeff Nippard, <clears throat> a fitness influencer guy. I don't know if you know who that is. 
but he talks about that often. He does a lot of scientific based stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. Um, they did a study of like thirty people for three months. They all ate the same thing, same workout regimen, all that, and you had fluctuations of all kinds, absolutely, uh, yeah. of weight loss and all that. So I think understanding your body, knowing your body, and then attacking fitness in that way, that's really the best way to do well, and, it. And not everybody's the same, like what you're right. saying. Not everybody's the same. So, you know, you you like you like to have, you know, because you have a bigger frame, you like to, you know, lean more towards being strong. Right. You know, right now, me personally, like, I, I'm, I'm aiming more towards like a bodybuilder type build. Like, I, like I want to look good, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas some people, they go in the gym, like, cause it's crazy. Once you get in the gym and you've been in it for a long time, you see so many different types of athletes. You see, you know, you see, you know, former football players that were like D linemen, you know, they, they still got big old guts and, yep. <laughs> you know, they still got big old guts and, you know, neck rolls and stuff, but you know, they're, they're in their deadlift and 500 pounds, you know, that's, they're going for strength. They don't care what they look like. That's a different type of athlete. Then you have real bodybuilders and they are chiseled chiseled like from head to toe in mm-hmm. every aspect like they got striations that regular people ne- will never even think were possible right because that's what they train for and you have you know uh you have basketball players who tend to have a more thinner frame you know more or i'm sorry more slim frame because they're so much taller and you have right. uh there's just so many you know there's cross you know crossfit people you know they they go for you know, overall athleticism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at everything combined together. So it's just interesting, you know, a lot of people think there's one way to do it. There's not one way. You can go in there and figure out what's best for you. Me personally, I do like to lift. I do like to lift, but I've also, over the last five months, I have fell in love with calisthenics. Mm-hmm. I love calisthenics. Um, doing body weight stuff. It has, it has changed my physique so much yeah. since I've started doing it. I have gotten so much stronger so much more lean like without even trying mm-hmm. and it's but that's that's my thing but it may not be your thing your thing may be going in there and just you know doing chest three days a week you know mm-hmm. it, everybody has different things some people walk in there they only want to do cardio and leave mm-hmm. that's fine at least you're there that's right at least you're there at least you're working towards something well i think finding where you fit i think that comes on in the podcast all the time but as long as you're doing something and do something that you like and that you're going to stick with. You know, that's to me, that's with diets, that's with anything. The one that works is the one that you can do consistently. Absolutely. You know, there's a, you could do paleo, vegan, whatever you want to do. Uh, the best one that, that works is the one that you personally can stick with. Um, and that gives you results, too. Yeah. Results, too. Like, you know. And I think trial and error is huge there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You have to try things, especially in the very beginning. Like, you yeah. have to see that... Um, you have to see where your body takes you as, especially in the beginning, because, you know, obviously I'm way more in shape now than where I was day one. Mm-hmm. And if you would have told me my first day in the gym that I would be doing like gymnastic stuff, I'm talking about like using the rings, oh, wow. using the rings and like parallel bars. Stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very difficult. If you would have told me I would be doing that type of stuff, I would have meant you're crazy. There's no way there's no possible way, but that's where my fitness journey has taken me. That's where, that's where I have, fell in love with it. I look forward to it every day. And, you know, one thing that, you know, we made a post on Torque Gear a couple of days ago uh, that not every day is going to, you're not going to be super excited to wake up and go to the gym every day. That's right. And once you're in, once you get deep into your fitness and stuff, you're going to find that out. But one thing that would help you a lot is to find peace 
in the fact that you went to the gym for nobody but you. Mm-hmm. Just you, nobody else. Because that's all it's for. That's the most, I heard a, a guy say it on, on Instagram the other day, he said, this is the most selfish thing that you can do. And it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. Because, you know, some people say, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, I got the kids. I got this, you know. Gyms, a lot of times bigger gyms have daycares. Yep. They'll be more than happy Everyone to take care. Everyone around this area does. Exactly. Yeah. They'll be more than happy to take care of your kids for you for an hour. And, you know, you say you don't have the money, but, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, partying. Yeah. maybe you're out partying doing this too. Maybe there's some places where you could fix that. But, you know, you make time for the things that are important to you. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, people that say they don't have time for anything. Uh, whatever's important to you, there will be time created. You will adjust things and make time for it. Absolutely. And money will follow. You know, like you said, I don't have the money to do it. Well, that money, your money's going somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, evaluate, do a self-evaluation. Where's that money going? Is this really where it needs to go? Can I adjust here? Can I buy a gym membership? Can I do all that? I think that self-reflection, um, I do it all the time, but I think especially like monthly, bi-monthly, do kind of an inventory of your life. Look at it overall. Can I adjust this? Do I need to improve this and all that? That's huge to uh, growing as a man and being the better man. Absolutely. Uh, so Absolutely. fitness, man, it's a big deal. Uh, what I wanted to say is that I work out three days a week. And okay. I tell people that I'm a pretty, the people on the audio, I'm, I weigh 285, 290, right. I'm a pretty big right. guy, Definitely. uh, pretty fit, but, um, I work out three days a week and some people are like, that's not really that much. Cause I used to work out five, six days a week and all that, mm-hmm. but I've worked out for 15 years. You know, I would say I would you know what you need. I know what I need, but exactly. I would still not be doing it. I think people get in the gym. They go seven days a week, no rest, and burn out within a couple of months. You know, I've seen that happen a lot. Uh, in your experience, have you seen that? And do you think that's a real thing, burnout in fitness arena? Well, I, I, I agree with you that sometimes it is too much. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going through a, a situation right now with me where um, because I'm doing the calisthenics, it's a whole lot harder on the body than you know, I would say than, than lifting for sure. In, in my opinion, I would say so, especially some of the things that those that calisthenics doing. dudes, man, that, that you're strong. It's, like, it's, ins- it's, crazy. it's insane. Yeah. The strength you'll build from it. But you know, for me personally, I, I can remember for the longest time going three weeks straight, taking a day and going two weeks straight, taking a day. You know, some people I'll say this, Especially in the very beginning, that's not what you should be doing. You yeah. shouldn't be going every day. Um, the biggest thing, if I had to give advice for someone who's starting in the gym, pick a number of days that you're going to go and go. No more, no less. Start with just that. And even if it's like in your situation, three days. Mm-hmm. Go three days, go four days. Whatever the situation is, take your weekend. Do whatever you want to do with it. And that's huge you know, to help with the not burning out situation. But, and you know, there is also the ugly truth too. Not everybody is built for it. Yeah. Not everybody can do it. Um, and anybody can do it if they truly want to, and if they make the mindset to do it, but not everybody's going to, because they're not mentally prepared for it. Well, it's going back to <clears throat> doing something despite what you feel, you know, Man, that that can apply to everything in life. Every single thing. You know, every single thing. And that's why the gym, 
for me has been so important uh, to my life. There's times I don't. I, I'll, I'll tell my my girlfriend we're walking in the gym. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't. But then I get in there and do it, and it's one of the best workouts I've had in months. For sure. You know. For sure. Um, overcoming that, saying I don't. I, I'm feeling this, and I can feel it. You know, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm gonna go over that, and and uh, I'm not. I'm gonna supersede my feelings. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to set that to the side. I know what needs to be done and I'm going to do it. And I think doing that just in the gym, transferring that to life, transferring that to everything, work ethic, whatever, is as a man, it's going to make a much more fruitful life, I feel like. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I think the most important lesson that you learn from the gym, obviously you learn discipline and, you know, some mental strength. But I think the biggest thing that the gym has taught me is patience. Yeah. That. You know, I say this in a lot of the posts on twerk gear and stuff. I say it a lot, but, you know, fitness is a long game. Very long game. Yeah. Like. Well, if you're like not, a, not on a. Yeah. Unless a you're, ju- unless you're, unless you're juicing or something <laughs> yeah. like that, that's a completely different game. But yeah. we don't, we don't honor those type of people that do those because they, they were, they're looking for shortcuts. Right. And there's not a shortcut. Right. But, you know, for example, like people, they're, they're not, they're not going to work out for two months and look like you, Jerry. They're just not going to. Right. That's just what it well, is. I worked out for 15 years. And people ask me, are you on gear? I'm like, no, I've just worked nope. out for 15 years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's it, the long game situation. Yeah. But nowadays that's kind of rare. You don't see that a lot. It's like, well, if you're big, you're juicing. And, yep. and most commonly you are. I mean, most people now are. It's just so common. Because everybody wants, everybody wants a shortcut and, and it's okay to shortcut some things in life, you know, depending on the situation. But that's one thing about it. You cannot shortcut your fitness because you are helping nobody but yourself. Yeah. That is what it's for. Like it's so like when, when, when you think you're ready to commit to start going to the gym regularly, regularly and letting it change your life as it does, you have to be willing to be late to some things. You have to, let's say it's Saturday and Alabama's playing, right? You have to, you have to know, even though I like to go to the gym at night, I prefer to go at night, but mm-hmm. I know Alabama kicks off three o'clock today and I really want to watch the game. I got to wake up and go in the morning. I'm not a morning person, Yeah, but I have to get up. At, I have to get up at 10 or, you know, whatever time you decide to get up and do it, but you have to be disciplined in knowing, Hey, I have to switch this up for this because the gym is that important or, Hey, I'm sorry. I cannot, I'm not going to be able to make it to this today because i have to go to the gym mm-hmm. i may be a little late i'm sorry hey i can't go eat with y'all at this place because my health is important to me yeah and that's maturity comes with time and you have to build it or you have to find it well sacrifice you know i think two people i'm 31 and people will be like man you're so uh big muscular i'm like well you don't know what i had to sacrifice to get you're here you're old 31 31 wow. yeah I, bro, I thought you were like 27. Dude. No, it's probably the haircut. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, you don't know what I had to sacrifice to get here. When y'all were out, when you're in your teens and 20s, y'all were out partying, doing whatever. I was in the gym. There you I, go. I was I was studying to be a doctor of nursing practice. I was doing, you know, I made sacrifices, yep. you know. And so I think for young people, if you're listening, look at that. I'm 31. I'm telling you this. Um, there's sacrifices that need to be made. Uh, and it's your choice. You know, if you want to go party and all that, go do all that. Yeah, I think go I, have fun. I, you have know, I've been to you. parties. I've done all that. It's it's just not my thing. 
But if that's your thing, if you want to do that, but sometimes things need to be sacrificed for the greater good to build and be a, be a better person overall. You know, but with that, you know, as far as the party and this stuff goes, you can't be the party person and go do all that stuff and eat all this other stuff. You know, I don't know if they, you know, they, they do drugs or anything like that along with that or whatever, but you know, and you're going to eat, you know, most of the time, if you're in that, in that life, you're going to eat pretty bad. You know, if, if partying's all you care about, cause you don't care. Right. But you can't be, you can't do all that stuff and then sit there the next day or in your spare time and wonder, God, why do I look like this? What's going on? With me? I promise you, if you sit down and like you were saying a minute ago, take an inventory of your life, mm-hmm. you'll find out where your issues are. And you can fix them. Well, self-reflection is huge. Uh, and I think a lot of men do- go years and just never even think, look at their life. Look at all the areas of your life. That's that's huge for growth. And I think it's necessary. Absolutely. We mentioned PEDs. Let's go in a little bit. So okay. have you ever done PEDs? Never in my life. Never have either. Never. never. There's a lot of, you know, the benefits don't outweigh the uh, the cons for me. That's just my opinion. People now, they do it. They just tell people, like, I'm on this, this, yeah, this. I yeah, do there's like, I, I, I'm shot up today. You kind of like, say that's cheating in a way. I think it is, too, because I've done it the right way. You know, I've, I've worked out for 15 years and all that. What's your overall view on uh, PEDs? Um, I completely agree with you 100%. I think it's cheating. Um, I do have, periodically, I'll have someone in the gym. You know, they're, they're asking me, they're like, oh, are you, you know, are you juicing? You know, they come up and whisper it to you. And yeah. Like, oh, bro, you look like you're juicing. I'm like, no, I'm like, and they're like, there's no way, bro. There's no way, no way. And, and I'm not trying to toot my own home when I say that, but I have had people say that. And I know for a fact that you have to, there's no yeah. question about it. And, you know, you want to take it as a compliment. You do. Cause obviously they're saying, Hey, you don't look regular. Yeah. You don't look like how you should be, you know, and, and that's great. I appreciate it. And that's what I tell them. You know, I appreciate it. You know, thank you, but no, I'll pay for you right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. There's. There's no better way than doing it right. No better way. Yeah. And I think Period. that's what builds the the character, you know. Um, like you said, there's shortcuts and all that. Some people take them and all that. I'm not against people that do it, but my opinion, I feel like mentally, it got the, my mentality a lot stronger doing it the right way. Yep. Um, but I've, I've said this many times before with PEDs and stuff. Had guys that weren't honest and took them when I was in my teens and stuff and then were like, Oh, you're just not trying hard. You aren't eating enough rice and doing a, and they were taking PEDs the whole time. It's like, I, and I tried, I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? And I think that's what's, you know, modern times, a lot of people just say what they take. I almost think that's better. At least, you know, at least you're honest. Yeah. At least they're, they're saying I'm, I look like this because I do this. That's, Mm -hmm. that's good. You know, that's, that's transparency. That's honesty and integrity. What was that? There was that one guy, uh, he like blow. He's like blown up on Instagram. The Liver King, yeah, Liver King. Like his whole message, and this was a crazy part because I really rocked with him for for a while. Like sure. I, I was really cool with him. Like I liked how he preached like eating natural, you know, eating eating and eat, eating liver. Yeah, eating. <laughs> you, you know, maybe not the liver or the or the testicle situation, but yeah, that was a little, maybe yeah. maybe not that necessarily. But you know, the eating natural, the you know training training in nature you know be, being natural as possible you know that type of stuff going back to like the prehistoric days or like the caveman days whatever the situation is but yep. and then you come to find out he's on crazy amounts of juice yeah crazy amounts of juice and it's and it, it just blows my mind because 
it made me lose a lot of respect for him. Like I don't follow none of his stuff anymore. Like I don't really care what he has to say anymore because everything that he preached about being natural was a bold faced lie. Yeah. Now I do commend him for coming out and saying something about it. I feel like that's great, but you can't, you can't backtrack on that now. Now he's still going to make money off, you know, doing whatever he's doing, but you know, yes. An integrity issue to me. I think, um, you know, you can do it, but at least be transparent about it and all that if you want to do that. But the the health risk to me, I just know from a medical standpoint, testosterone is hard on your body, dude. If you, if you are taking too much, it's bad on your kidneys, it's bad on your heart. There's a lot of downsides to it. For what? Clout? To look good for a look? Uh, why not just slowly build up your body, become healthy, and feel a lot better probably in the process? Yeah, and instead of sitting there taking, you know, artificial testosterone, right. you know, you could be building your own testosterone and get those levels up naturally, and that's going to be, that, that'll that benefit you a whole lot more than anything else that you can do. But I just think it's the lifestyle of people now. It's a shortcut. You know, I want that quick, you know, way to get out. So if you were going up to somebody and they, they asked you, you know, um, how do I start a fitness journey? Where, where would be a starting point? What would you say to them? I think the very first thing is now it depends on if you've been in the gym before in your life or if you haven't. If this is a person who has never stepped foot in the gym or played any type of sport before in their life, this is what I would say to that person. I would say number one thing is get the diet under control before you even consider stepping foot in the gym. Mm. Before you even step foot in the gym. I'm the opposite. Like right now, if if all you eat is potato chips, french fries, you know, sweet tea all the time, like if you can't, if you can't simply cut out sodas, just first thing, like if, like if I told like, because they asked me, you know, what should my diet be? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, do you drink sodas? That's one of the first questions I always ask. I'm like, yeah, I have like four or five a day. I'm like, that should be zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. And they're like, oh. I'm like, well, how, how do you expect to be disciplined enough to go to a gym five days a week and do a workout? And that you- is exactly why I think the opposite should happen. I think you need to get your body moving. Uh, there okay. was a physician. I can't reference who it was, whatever. But he took two groups of people. One group had their diet in check completely, but did not exercise at all. They right. had their diet right, no, you know, controlling carb intake and all that. One group ate, you know, they didn't eat terrible, but they enjoyed their life and all that. And they were active and they had more adipose tissue. And those people lived longer than the people that just had the diet and did not move. Okay. And, and, and like, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I do think, you know, that, but this is just, this, this is how, this is like my thought process behind it as far as coming from a mental standpoint. Yeah. Like to me, I would say it was, it's a lot easier to get a diet under control than it is to get yourself together, go to the gym. Maybe you don't know what you're doing in there. Let's talk person A here who's never stepped foot in a gym and sure. knows nothing about diet. You know, that person, they don't know anything in the gym. They're having to, you know, Google stuff, you know, look at YouTube and stuff like that. Like they don't know anything. They're clueless. They mm-hmm. know nothing. And I just feel like logically a great first step would be get your diet in check. Ha- have have a building, have a good building block because the results that I have seen personally, mm-hmm. yes, I do train six, seven days a week. There's no doubt about that. Anyone around me can attest to That's that. That's crazy. <laughs> but, but the diet is just as important, if not more, because if you can't control yourself, 
when it's just you. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring yourself to go out in public to a gym and know which workouts you need to do, keep up with okay, I've already hit chest and back this week. I need to hit shoulders and triceps today. I need to do biceps. I need to do legs. Like you're not gonna keep up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's just to me, that's a that's a way bigger step than saying, Okay, I'm gonna start today and I'm gonna cut out all my sodas. Yeah. I'm gonna do it for two weeks. I'm gonna do no sodas. Zero. And then you're going to say, okay, I'm not doing any more potato chips now. I'm going to cut those out. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take another step, you know, no fried foods. You know, and then it's, you know, switching out ingredients. It's, you know, buying things intentionally with less salt in them. Mm-hmm. You know, getting, you know, instead of buying just the cheapest ground beef you come across, you're getting 93.7. Mm-hmm. Versus 80, 80, 20. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you want, you know. That stuff comes with time as you learn the information, as you be, mm-hmm. begin to process it better. But to me personally, I think diet is where everyone should start. If yeah. you if you can't control that, you're not going to go to gym. Yeah, I th- and like we mentioned before about diets, it's the best one that works is what what works. And I think that's with a fitness program too. My opinion, <clears throat> excuse me, I think get in the gym and move, or go outside and move. That is the starting point for me. When you psychologically uh, for humans, when we take something away, we crave it, right? When you take that, when somebody's drinking, been drinking sodas forever and you're like, you cannot have sodas anymore. Psychologically, what does the human brain do? It's like, I want it. I want it. And I'm not going to do it. And yes, you need to build up that muscle to prevent and not that. I agree with that. But I think to, if somebody has not worked out at all, they have no workout program at all, get your body moving, get in the gym, Go outside, start walking, uh, lift light weights. Even if you don't know what you're doing, get in there and try all the machines. Just try them out. Yeah. Feel what works. You know, you start, like a certain type of press motion. You like all that. But that goes back to what you said. I think any way can work. You like the diet first. I like the exercise first. But find what you like and what you think you're going to stick with and stick with the plan. Yep. And, and you know, we was talking, you know, as far as the, like the soda example. Yeah. We're talking about the sodas. You know, you don't necessarily have to go cold turkey with your sodas. Right. Like, I have met people, you know, they ask, what'd you do? What'd you do? You know, help me out. Give me give me the cheat code. What'd you do? And, you know, what's your diet? First thing I ask them is always, do you drink sodas? That's the literal first question I ask anyone, do you drink sodas? Well, liquid because calories kill you, man. Yeah. No sodas. You, you, no person should ever drink sodas. Diet? No. Zero. No diet? Zero. I disagree with that. Zero sodas. Period. Why, why no diet? Because it's worse for you. Mm. It's worse for you. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah. Because I did that when I was younger. Yeah. I switched from regular to diet. Yeah. It's no difference. Yeah. It's still soda. It still has all the chemicals. It still has the underlying ingredients that are really the ones that are bad for you. Well, there was a scientist that called a chemical soup. I think that's what yeah. diet sodas are without Absolutely. the sugar. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And me personally, zero, mm. zero. It should it should be zero. But if you now if you're drinking six or seven a day, kick that back to two. Have you one in the morning? Have one in the afternoon? Have one at lunch? Kick it to three. However you need to do it. See, it's it's going to be a process no matter what. You're not just going to wake up and have the desire, the want to, to completely go from eating awful fast food all the time to completely healthy the next day. You're not, that's not going to happen. That's going to build up over time as you learn more about 
how to eat healthy and at you know that type of situation well that mentality is a muscle too you got to work that that uh discipline you know it's a muscle that, that needs yes, to be worked as well absolutely mm-hmm. so. good stuff dude well i think we're gonna wrap up fitness man uh thank you for sharing your journey sir you've done a lot of good work man i know and the stairmaster uh, we weren't we didn't talk about that but you're a big uh, proponent of the stairmaster yes, sir. So i can do it like five minutes it, didn't to die. <laughs> uh it, to me man it's it's one of the best ways of cardio Unless you're playing a sport or something. Now, if you're like going to play basketball, you're going to play soccer. Yeah. Um, that's that's great too. Like like I made a post on Torque one time where it was like, you know, make cardio fun. Yes. Because everybody hates cardio. They hate it. Everybody's like, I hate cardio. I don't feel like doing it today. I don't want to get on the treadmill or stair master or the elliptical, whatever the situation is. And that helps if you make cardio fun. Make it fun. Like if you're like if you're a basketball guy. Go find you some buddies and go play basketball for two hours. Yeah. Go do that. If you like playing spot ball, go play spot ball. If you like pickleball, go play pickleball. Do do something for your cardio. Like, add, make it fun. But to me, the Stairmaster is, it's low impact on your joints. That's, I, I love that because I, I have bad knees anyways. So, it's low impact on your joints. Mm-hmm. If you do it slow and it's it's slow and stay, it's not like running where your heart's getting crazy high. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're on there 20 minutes and you are drenched in sweat. Like it is just, it's very, you don't have to be on it a long time for it to really kick in with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like a lot of people, excuse me, they do the, they do the treadmill and that's fine. I have no issues with the treadmill. I just personally don't do treadmills. But if you lean on the treadmill too hard, because a lot of people go in there and they just put it on like a three and they just walk, they just walk and they're not, they never kick it up to speed. They never do this. The beautiful thing about the Stairmaster is the slower you do it, the better it's going to be. Now, obviously you want it to move a little bit. You don't want it to be, you know, crawling slow, but when it's going slow, it's forcing you to engage your, let your muscles longer. That's a good point. So that's, I love the Stairmaster. Well, too, I, I the treadmill, it. you know, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of the treadmill, too, but you can put it on incline. You just do three flat, bump it up to two incline, and you will feel, so, and then you can work your way up and up and up, and then you're walking, you know, upward, just uh, incorporates a lot more muscle groups and helps. Yep. Yeah, I for agree. sure. Fitness, man, it's important. Get out there and move your body. We're going to talk about faith a little bit, and uh, I've been going over an hour, man. This has been great. It's great. We'll talk about faith a little bit. Um, so I'm a Christian. You do you share similar Christian beliefs? Absolutely. Awesome. Yes, awesome. So we'll talk yes, about faith. Kind of talk about, you know, I was saved when I was seven, eight years old. Grew up in Baptist church, Christian household, all that. I was like destined to be uh, a Baptist, a Christian, you know. Sure, that's, sure. that's what I was for growing sure. up with. So kind of talk about your uh, Christian upbringing, your faith, when you were saved, when that point was, if you want to share, and uh, just your testimony, man. You know, I'll I'll say right now, currently in my life, I'm not as religious as I as I once was. Sure. Um, I've also come into situations where it's kind of changed your outlook on the world. As you get older, you you come across different things, and it makes you question, as anybody does, right? It makes you question. Mm-hmm. And you know, but it started out probably say like fifth grade. I think is is I think is when I got saved baptized was was in fifth grade something like that i can't remember the exact date but i I can see being in the in the tub with the with the preacher when he baptized me i can see that oh yeah um 
me, I grew up in uh, Bellevue Baptist Church. It's uh, it's in Gadsden, so I'm yep. not the mountain. That's where I grew up at, born and raised there. And, uh, yeah, that's where I went, you know, my entire, you know, upbringing in church, Sunday school, youth, everything. That's where I went. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. So were your parents Christian? Uh, my father, he is kind of, but kind of not. Yeah. Like I would say, he, I would say he believes in God, no doubt, but it doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't let God dictate his life. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. he's going to do what he wants to do regardless, but God's there though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my mother, she is, she's very much into it for sure. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves going to church. Um, she's actually one of the main people in my life that has always you know, wanted me to be in church, wanted me to keep a relationship with God. And, yeah. I think that's that very important. Statistically, like, you know, if your parents are Christian and all that, you're just more, um, apt to do that. Um, thank you for sharing that, man. So Christians hurting other Christians. I want to talk about this a little bit. Okay. Uh, I, I know there's a story, you don't have to mention names, you don't have to mention whatever, but about you being in church, were you hurt by some people? Kind of what happened previously? Cause you don't attend church currently, right? Yeah. So, so, so right now I don't, I'll be honest. And um, I'm bringing this up not to throw shade at you, not because I think a lot of people I've talked about on the podcast deal with this. You know, we go to church, we have a perfect savior, but people aren't perfect no. and they're not. And we don't go to church for other people. We go to worship God and all that. But I want to kind of bring this to light and let you share your experience. so Other people can kind of learn from this and kind of see your point of view. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Um, you know, when I worked at the vape shop, when I worked at the vape shop, because the owner of the vape shop, he he is Arabic, mm-hmm. and you know nine times out of ten they are Muslim. Yeah, and you know when when you a lot of people, especially in our circumstance, you know being in the South, we don't get to have daily, sometimes hourly conversations with someone of a different religion like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was interesting because, you know, as you work around someone, you get curious and you ask questions. And, you know, s- since I worked there and, and found out all this information, it, it's interesting to me how Judaism and Christianity and Islam, how connected they are. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me how they connect like that. And but to but to touch on what to actually answer your question. Sure. Sorry yeah, take about your time, man. You're good. Um, but yeah, man, I would say, be honest with you, you, as you get older, you start to think differently and you see, you see things about, you know, a Joel Olstein, you know, finding money in the church, you know, so it was 600,000. You, you hear about those things and you hear about, you know, the global pastors and, you know, they did this or they did that. And it makes you, it makes you question a lot of, it makes you question a lot of things and, you know, everybody goes through the thing, well, if God's so good, why does everything bad happen? Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody goes, through, I, I completely 100% feel everybody asks themselves that, que- that question at least one time in their life. And, you know, you go through those type of doubts and stuff like that, man. And, you know, I will say this over the last probably say year, you know, since my buddy, um, you know, Micah, he, he, he invited me, um, you know, to start coming and play basketball and stuff on Tuesdays with, you know, back when you used, when you used to come all the yeah. time, now you bail, but yeah, <laughs> life happens, man. Definitely. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and just being, I will say this, like being around Mike, um, and Mike's the pastor at the church where we play basketball at, but 
um, him doing his little Bible study and talking with Chad and stuff. And, you know, I, I went a long time. I didn't feel comfortable with, you know, with pastors or, or like they're, you know, sharing my situations with them. But, you know, I met Mike and I just, I felt like I believe him. Mm-hmm. I believe he truly believes what he's saying. Yeah. And, you know, you listen to pastors over your life and sometimes you don't believe them. Mm-hmm. Like just on the surface level, like I truly don't think you really believe. I think you're just saying it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you believe it. But like Mike, for example, like when I see him teach to us, like I see the joy in his eyes. I see, I see he love, he truly 100% loves what he does. He loves speaking with us. He wants to know what's going on with us. He wants us there. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel, I feel like I can tell him anything. Like if I had something going on in my life, I feel like I can tell him that. And to me, that's how a pastor should be. Like I should, I should feel the Holy Spirit coming off of you. That's right. I should feel it. When I walk in the room, I should feel God's love through you. Because you are one of his instruments Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to, your, your, your literal job is to bring more people to him. You know, that's, that's your job. And, you know, I've, I've began to get closer to begin to try to get back closer to God again and being around everyone that's so encouraging you know, cause I went, I went quite a few years and never, and didn't have that after I stopped going to my, my church I grew up in and, you know, it just, now everything's coming back. And my girlfriend's recently, she started taking me to this church on Sundays. It's in uh Boaz called Life Point and mm-hmm. it's uh, like a non-denominational church. And it's, it's a really cool situation. Like it's more like updated, more modern. And like for the first time the other day, like I feel like some people feel the Holy Spirit spirit differently. Some people feel it through music. Mm -hmm. Some people feel it in conversations. Mm -hmm. Some people feel it when they read the Bible. Me personally, I'm a huge music guy. So like the, 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 the band, they do like the instrumentals and stuff and they have guys playing guitars and drum sets and everything. Like it's a really cool setup they have. And, Sure. They played this one song, man. I can't remember what it is. I had my girlfriend look it up when we got back in the truck because it, it hit me that hard. Mm-hmm. And that never happens to me, ever. And I'll be honest with you, man. I was sitting there listening to them. I'd never heard this song before. Now, I was in the church band growing up. Like, I grew up around music. So, like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of the songs they play in church, even though I don't really attend regularly. Like, I know the song. Sure. Well, you grew up with it. Now. Definitely, for sure. And then, um, I'll say that, I mean, the song just it brought me to tears. And I was like, wow. You know, some, I, I, I felt like I truly felt God in that moment. Mm-hmm. Felt like I truly felt him. And it had been quite a few years since I had felt something like that before. I'll be honest with you. Can you put that into words? Uh, the Holy Spirit moving in you. You know, and I think people ask, is God real? Is whatever. I have an account because of how he has moved in my life. It's not right. like he did something or whatever. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. 
it's it's a hard feeling to describe. Is there something a way you can describe it? If I had to describe it, peace, mm-hmm. um, safe, mm-hmm. and calmness, mm-hmm. and you feel full when the world around you is chaotic. Makes you, it makes you, because like, you, you know, you, you think about everything all the time, especially like, like you're trying to run the podcast and everything. So you're always worried about view, you know, views counts sure. and, you know, your social media and stuff. So you're always worried about that type of stuff. And then I guess it's similar to the way the gym does you, but it's an escape and it kind of puts things in perspective for you, lets you know, Hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what it felt like. Like. Like, I, I couldn't tell you the last time a song made me cry. But, man, it was like, like, I was sitting there trying to hold it together. Cause you, know, you don't want to cry in front of your girl like that. But, yeah. <laughs> you hey, know, that, hey, if she's good, man, she, she'll uh, appreciate that. Man. But it, it was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. You know, I grew up, like I said, I was in band and all that. When, uh, when certain music plays, man, it's moving. I think God moves through certain things and for sure with the music. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. I want to ask you this. You said you kind of left the church for a time. Uh, what made you made you do that? Was it just kind of like it went? You got life got busy, or was there a certain point like I, I'm going to back off this? Uh, it was a doubt and belief. Yeah, doubt and belief, mm-hmm. and some other things played into it too. But I don't really want to touch on that. Got you, got you. I respect it. Uh, I think doubt is uh, normal. You know, growing up in the ba- you, Baptist, right? Yep. About us. for sure uh you don't question you don't question god you know no. you don't question anything you believe it and if you question it you're wrong there's yep. something wrong with you yep. right absolutely but i think for a normal christian we're human beings you know we're gonna our the human concept is to um question to question and to and to see if something's true um and i think that's a normal concept i think in the baptist church uh that's that's a very common thing and in the church in general you don't question anything but I think God wants us to be inquisitive about him. We don't know his ways. We don't know his, his, what he's going to do and all that. For sure. But he has a pattern. But I think that's why uh, staying in the word, prayer, feeling the Holy Spirit and all that kind of gives you some clarity there for sure. I shared on a couple of podcasts ago, I went through a period of doubt in my life as well um, with my Christian faith and all that. Um, but I think it's very common. I think it's very common to do. Um, and a lot of people go through that. And you shouldn't shame yourself for that for sure. Yeah. But two, I think a lot of people... Once you get in high school, like you're there, like you're going to go to church and all that. Once you get into college, life after, it just gets busy. Um, and that's, like you that, said, that's the true test. Yeah. That's the true test of faith. And, yeah. you know, some people are like, well, you, you know, you stepped away from it. How are you going to get back? And, you, you know, they, they question that type of stuff. And it's, you know, well, God, how do you, how do you go from this to that? And it's like, you don't understand the person's story. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know why things happen to a person the way that they do to even make them doubt God's existence or look in the Bible, dude, how many parables they are of people leaving and coming back. God, God's sitting there with open arms. You know, he gives us free will. You want to go do that? Go try it. Yep, go do it. Go try it and see how life works. Um, you know, God allows you to do that. You know, you have free will and all that, but he's always there. Open arms, welcoming you back into for the sure. fold, man. For sure. That's what it's all about. Um, thank you for sharing all that stuff, man. That was a lot. 
Um, so you mentioned basketball, uh, the community of basketball we have, uh, play basketball with a bunch of good Christian guys and all that. Mm. I want to mention this, you know, a year and a half ago, I went through a very hard time in my life and I kind of shared this a little bit, I think the night that I had to stop coming to basketball because okay. uh, life happened and all that. <clears throat> but, um, I think it's very important to surround yourself with good brothers in Christ, man. Um, I went through a hard time in my life about a year and a half ago, um, where I felt very alone. And I was alone, but that community of brothers, the basketball group, the church group, all that kind of kept me afloat. And I kind of want to say that, share my testimony about that to tell people if you're going through a hard time, you know, don't isolate yourself, man. You know, be around people, be around good people that can uplift you and help you uh, and speak life into you, man. But that really impacted me having our group of guys together. What is that basketball group? You kind of alluded already to it, just having a group of guys there talking with Mike, Chad, all them uh, mm-hmm. leaders within the church. How has that helped you? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's made you feel like, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you, you know, just a, a sense of, you know, I got, you know, I got some guys, got some guys with me and stuff, you know, and I have friends, you know, outside anyways, I'm sure. Anyways, besides that, but you know, it's, it's, it's very important to have, people around you that are going to make you have to improve. I truly believe that. I think that if you're with people that are doing things that you're not, that you don't want to do around you, then it's going to drag you down. You're the, you know, you hear the saying, you're the sum of your five friends. Or Or you are the company you keep. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Same thing. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you hear that and that's a hundred percent true over my life. I've had to, I've had to kick some people out you know, just because we weren't going down the same path and, you know, you have to keep, you have to keep good people around you. That's the only mm-hmm. way it's going to work. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's self-care, man. Um, you know, and it's not that you're rude to them or whatever. You're just like, my life is kind of going in a different direction. I need to be around, you know, different people. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's an okay thing to do. But as you grow up, you're mid twenties. I'm right? 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the time. Uh, high school kind of gets away, is past, and I, you kind of grow up a little bit. Things kind of change a little bit. That's normal. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, that, was pre- that was pretty deep. Good talking about the Christian faith, man. So I think we're about to wrap up, man. We're almost an hour and a half in. I end with this. Okay. Five, 10, 20 year plan. So for the businesses, for you personally, in five years, you'll be 30. Still not as please old as me. Please don't say Still that. Still not as old as me. That though. scares me, dude. That scares me, dude. <laughs> so five years from now, um, in your life, what do you, where do you see your life at, man? The businesses and all that. Uh, ultimately, all of these businesses is going to put me in real estate, which is where I want to be. I want to own properties. Um, eventually, some brick and mortar businesses as well. Um, but hopefully, this will can get me towards that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, faster the better, obviously. But in five years. In five years, I want to have at least two or three properties, rental properties already ready to go. Got with, you know, tenants inside ready to go. Um, and obviously grow the businesses as they, as they want to, mm-hmm. as they feel like they need to, uh, 10 years, uh, by 10 year point, I'm hoping to be where I can, you know, maybe some small apartment complexes, stuff like that. And, you know, I just, I couldn't tell you 20 years, man. I couldn't, I couldn't even think that far down the road. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's scary. So 10 years will be 35. Yep. 20 years will be 45. That's kind of crazy to think mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's cool, man. Uh, I'm going to put all your links down below to all the businesses, everything like that. If you want to check them out, man, you got good products and all that. We'll put all that down below. You can check it out if you want to check it out. But, guys, that is it for the episode, the podcast, The Better Man with Dr. Jared Nelson. We are on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. You're going to get every single one of my notifications sent directly to you. We are on every audio podcast streaming service. Every single one of them. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Give us that five-star rating because we give five-star service. Thanks for watching. Until the next one. Peace.